Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 93 of the podcast that was originally recorded on November 18th of 2015, some of the games I played during Extra Life and this week, Between Two Cities, Viticulture, Keyflower, Two Rooms in a Boom, World Championship Russian Roulette, Tiny Epic Galaxies, Seven Wonders Duel, The Granja, Shroud of the Avatar, and Fallout. And of course, well that's Fallout 4. And of course, I talked about a few of the games I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to the games. My name is Joe Luzzi, and we are on episode 93 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. Thanks for joining me this evening. Hey, as always, like I start off every show, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm playing now podcast. And then of course our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Alright. We are into the second week of talking about the games we played during our 24 hours of extra life which was a lot of fun like i stated last week so i hope everybody enjoyed the first half of the games that we talked about that i had played for during the 24-hour period that we were gaming down at the local game store we're going to try to get through the second half of those games now and it's still a long list. I maybe should have broken this up into three different episodes, but we're going to try to just knock this one out and get through this one so then we can get back to some normal shows. So let's start off with what I'm playing now. All right, so on that day where we were down there for 24 hours, one of the other games that I had played was a game called Between Two Cities. This game was put out by Stonemeyer Games. This is a tile placement drafting type of game. It's, it's really interesting in the way you play this because you're going to take several tiles. You're going to, I think, I think you're going to take um, like a stack of seven tiles. You're going to pick two that are basically going to be set down in front of you and then the rest are going to be passed around. But before those are passed around, what you're going to do is flip them over and you're going to play one tile to the left of you and one tile to the right. And then the people on your left and right are going to contribute a tile to basically your city. And basically the two of you are going to be building a city together. And that's the way kind of the game is played. It's really interesting in that you have two scores that are kind of going on throughout the whole game. So you really have to work with both partners that are on either side of you to try to get the best score. And I'm not even going to try to go into the scoring because I think we had played this mid to late afternoon. So it was probably around hour 18 or so of gaming. And I was just definitely in no shape to really be playing the game at that time. But we still got through it. I had a lot of fun with it. And I had actually played it again this past Thursday when I had gone down for my normal normal game group. We actually pulled this one out and played this. I think this was the first game we had played on Thursday. And I think we had a full table going of this one. I think there's a max of six or seven people that can play. I think it's seven. And we had the seven, seven team, you know, the seven people going. So I had a lot of fun playing this one. If you get a chance to do Between Two Cities, definitely seems like you probably want a good group of people to play this. I don't think it would play too well with fewer people. Um, I think you need at least three, I think is what the box had stated. I can't remember off the top of my head, though. 
but I had a pretty good time with it. It's it's pretty interesting, like I said, and basically the way you're playing your tiles, and the scoring comes down to whoever has the closest two cities that are basically the closest in score to each other is going to be the winner. And the funny thing was, I think during that 24-hour on that Saturday, I think the first time I had played that, I had the two cities that were the closest in scoring, and I think I had won that. So it's a little fuzzy what was all kind of happening at that time, but... It was a pretty cool game. If you get a chance to check that one out, definitely check it out. And then we're going to jump into another. This must be Stonemeyer Game Hour. All right, we have another game that we played. I think we actually played this maybe shortly after Between Two Cities. Uh, somebody had pulled out Viticulture, and of course we had a full table for Viticulture. Since I had just mentioned we had played Between Two Cities and I was a little incoherent, by the time we got to Viticulture, I was definitely not coherent, and I was playing horribly. I had actually started doing fairly good towards the end when a couple of people started turning in quite a few wine orders and just completely jumped their score while I was still way down below and I was getting ready to score about 10 plus points I think on my next turn. I needed my wines to age one more year and I just didn't have that year in me or neither or the game didn't I guess I should say uh, but I've played viticulture before and I've talked about it quite a bit especially playing with my with my wife we played with a lot of the Tuscany expansions and ha had a great time um, what can I say about viticulture other than if you have not played this worker placement game you definitely need to check it out if you do like worker placement games all right, one of the other games, and I'm kind of going to go out of order because I can't remember the exact order I played all the games in. So some of these are going to be possibly early afternoon. Some of them are going to be late later in the day. I remember the last two games that I played, but we'll be getting to those later. But one of the other games that I had played was a little, I guess you can say, tile placement auction bidding type of game called Keyflower. I don't remember too much about this other than all of the different tiles and trying to basically just match up as much of the resources as I could. Um, I definitely want to play this one again. From what I remember, I think I actually liked it, but my memory right now is just really, really foggy on this particular game. It was, it was at a time I think where I was, I hadn't eaten dinner. I really didn't have a lot of caffeine in me. So the brain just wasn't functioning like it should. And I had to basically, after this, I think is when we ate. Then I actually, I think I drank a five-hour energy shortly after this to get me through those last those last five or six hours of the day. Uh, but this one was really fuzzy. I remember, I do remember liking it. It's a game that was, that's a couple years old. It was released in 2012. But I do want to play this one again, um, considering it's one that is definitely in a, in a day or in a, you know, in a kind of like hazy for me from what I had played. So I can't really say too, too much about Keyflower other than I liked it. And I definitely want to give it a chance again. One of the other games that we played, Alan Girding from Tuesday Night Games came down to the store and he brought a couple of games with him. Of course, one of the games he brought was Two Rooms and a Boom and he ran that for us. We played several games of this. And I've come to figure out that I do like this game a lot, but I don't think I am really good at it. And I'm not too sure why. For it being a social game and for me being a communications major and really liking to talk to people and everything, this is just a game that when I when I start to play it, I just feel like I'm doing something wrong. I just can't I just can't ask people the right questions to basically figure out what's all going on. I can do the card sharing and I can do some of the other things that you normally do within the game, but I just don't seem to 
be good enough to actually figure out where the president is, where the bomber is, and then basically win it for my team. I was the captain during one of the games for a couple of rounds and then got voted out real quick once everybody on my team, I think I was red and everybody surrounding me was blue, they realized I was probably shouldn't be the leader of that team and they quickly voted me out. Uh, but I still had a great time playing this one. I would like to play it a couple of more times to see if I could actually get better at it. Like I said, I'm not really too sure what I'm doing wrong. Maybe next time I talk to Alan, I'm going to have to have him maybe give me a few tips or so on, on some of the social deduction that you can use in this game to really just to really maybe excel at it and become a little bit better at it. I just feel like every time I'm playing the game, it's just I'm just a step behind everybody else sometimes is what I feel like. And then one of the other games that we had played shortly after The Two Rooms in a Boom is a game that I believe they are putting out next year. And I didn't ask them if they were doing a Kickstarter for it or not. I think they might be. Uh, and it's a little card game called World Championship Russian Roulette. So this is kind of an interesting game. It's a card game. And basically you've made it to the World Championships of Russian Roulette. And you're trying to basically be the last person standing um, without basically shooting yourself. I really enjoyed this game. We had a good group of people playing. Alan actually walked away as the winner. I was coming close to actually winning the game when he started targeting me with a bunch of different attacks. It's a card game where you're starting off with a hand of cards. You can pick one of your cards, which is either going to be um, where you're, it's, it's kind of like got some bluffing involved in it. You can take a couple of your, one of your gunshots out and maybe put it under your character card, or you can take out um, just a normal blank and put that under there. People are basically going to try to figure out who's lying. So if I actually put one of my gunshots underneath my character as I'm trying to maybe flip over cards during that turn and not shoot myself, people are trying to figure out who's doing that. And you have a die that basically you're using and you're trying to basically estimate or figure out how many cards you want to flip over to actually attempt to not shoot yourself. So it's a really interesting concept. It was a heck of a lot of fun. Everybody had a great time with it. There's a lot of different cards that can that you'll get as um, enhancement cards that will change the game a little bit and let you shoot up into the air, point your gun at another opponent, and just a lot going on in this little card game that I can't wait for this one to come out as I think it'd be a great party game, just like Two Rooms and a Boom. I think they got another good game on their hands, and I can't wait to get to get my hands on this one when it's released. One of the other games that we actually played is a small game and it's called Tiny Epic Galaxies. So this was one of the, I think this was one of the second to the last games I had played. I really had a good time with this one. I have one of the Tiny Epic games here in my house. I have yet to get it to the table yet. Galaxies sounded like a pretty good one. There's a lot of dice rolling and basically you're trying to figure out how you want to place your ships on different planets and basically try to score victory points. There's a lot going on and you really have to pay attention on other people's turns because you can actually do a lot of movements if you have the culture most of the time, I think is what it's called. If you have the culture to actually be able to do moves on their turns. So there's, there's a lot going on in the tiny little game. Another one that I would definitely like to see brought to the table again. Uh, like I said, this was one that was also played later on in the day. So it was one that I remember playing. I did okay at it. 
but it seemed like the guy who was teaching us really was helping several of us out who had been there for the 20 plus hours that we were there because it was just getting to be really rough during that time of the day. And then, of course, one of the games I had played and that I picked up and that my wife and I have been playing quite a bit is a game called Seven Wonders Duel. So this one I'm actually going to talk about probably quite a bit. This is going to be probably my game of the podcast, I guess I would say, because my wife and I have been having a lot of fun with this. I played Seven Wonders once, and I wasn't really too sure how Seven Wonders would play as just two players, since a lot of the times at home, it's just my wife and I playing. So when I heard Seven Wonders Duel was coming out, I thought, well, hmm, that should be pretty good. My wife and I like games where we're working against each other and we're kind of fighting, you know, against each other in a game and trying to achieve a victory point total. So I picked it after playing it um, during the 24 hours of For Extra Life, I picked it up the following day and my wife caught onto the game very, very easily. It's a pretty easy game to pick up on, but there is a lot of strategy, I will say, in the game. So in Seven Wonders Duel, you're going to have the three different ages, just like you do in the Seven Wonders game. The interesting thing is you're going to start out with a deck of cards for each of the different ages. You're going to take three cards away from each of those decks. And then there's also one final deck of cards, which are going to get mixed into the third age. You're going to mix in three cards from that deck into, the, into that third age. And there's actually three different designs how you will deal the different ages out of cards in front of the two players. Each player starts with seven gold, and there is also a military track, kind of like a combat track is what my wife refers to it as, because every time she attacks me, she's like, take a point of damage, take a point of damage. And I laugh when she says that, but that's essentially that's kind of what's happening. So there's a couple of different ways you can win the game. You can win the game by through that military track and moving the combat token all the way to somebody's capital. If you do that, the game ends immediately and you'll win the game. If you can achieve a grouping of six different science icons, you will win the game as well. Or if you basically make it through all three ages, you'll total up all your victory points, just like you would in Seven Wonders, and the person with the most points there can win as well. So when you start off with the first age, you're basically starting off kind of with like a pyramid of the cards, and on your turn, you're basically going to just draft like you would in Seven Wonders. Some of the cards will actually cost resources, some of the cards cost gold, you're going to just try to build up your city by drafting the different cards, seeing what you need to build your wonders. Each person's going to have four wonders that they're going to try to complete. Once somebody builds four wonders, the other person can only finish three wonders. So it's kind of a race to build the wonders as the wonders give you victory points as well as let you do other things that are really nice, like sometimes do extra turns. And sometimes late in the game, those extra turns can really come in handy when you're playing through the game. So my, like I said, my wife and I have been playing this game quite a bit the past couple of days. Actually, I think we've been playing it a couple of times every night for the past couple of days, and we're really enjoying it. I have yet to see either of us win through a military victory or a science victory. I think we, both of us have had probably four different science icons at one time. I don't think we've had more than that. And my wife's come very close to beating me through the military victory a couple of times. But when you see somebody doing that, it's, you're really kind of counting cards at that point because you want to see 
and watch what you flip over and watch what cards you're taking so you can possibly try to just stifle them from getting some of those military cards. So sometimes in the beginning of the beginning of the game, I'm a little more lax with letting her take the military cards, but then later on in the games, I'm trying to maneuver in the cards and position them in a way to where she will not get to them, or if one is available, I may just basically turn it in for money. So like I said, there's a lot going on in this little game, but if you like dual type games, definitely take a look into Seven Wonders, and I think it's a game that is going to be pretty popular, as we've been having a really, really good time with it. And then one of the other games we played, or I played, during my last Thursday board game group is a little game called La Granja, and this is a worker type placement game where you're basically trying to build a farm, collecting resources, and then selling those resources, and I had a really good time playing this. It took me a turn or two to actually kind of catch on, but once kind of the light bulb clicked with this game, I really had a good time with it. I think I actually came in second or third. I think it was third is what I came in out of the four people that we were playing. But I was pretty pleased with that for being the first time that I had actually played the game because I think two of the other guys had played it several times before. I was happy with that, and we had a really good time playing the Granja. It's, there's a lot going on when you're trying to build up your farm because, you're like I said, you're trying to build up resources that you can turn, that you can basically turn into enhanced resources. There's also some kind of like auctioning going on in the game in that you're bidding for certain different things. If you get a chance to play the Granja, I had heard a lot of good things about it. And it was something that I was on my one to play list, even though I don't think I had actually mentioned it. But I'm glad I actually got that one to the table. And I was glad that it actually was very good and was as good as I had heard it was. And that was it for the board games. I kind of ran through those really quick try to get through the last of the couple of games that I've been playing on the computer and that would be Shroud of the Avatar. Of course I played that a little bit. I had to basically go through and kind of just punch my way through the hat quest for this month. I haven't had a chance to play the game as much as I would like mainly because of Fallout 4 which I'll talk about in a little bit. But Shroud of the Avatar I was actually able to finish the hat quest. It was kind of difficult being a level 11 or 12 I think is what I am. So I'm not very high in level. And while this hat quest wasn't very difficult, the very first sewers that I had to go into, I had a little bit of trouble with because I died right by the hat quest um, NPC. I thought I had actually clicked on them and talked to them, but for some reason it didn't register. I don't know if I had my weapon out or what, but I seemed to have drawn all of the skeletons in the room around him. So every subsequent time that I basically went in to try to talk to him they were attacking me and he wasn't talking to me and I couldn't get the quest to register my way of getting around this was basically to go into single player mode where they were actually all reset and then I was actually able to do it on the first try and I had tried about three or four times and died repeatedly I actually now know that sewer quite well since I had actually had to run to the Ankh several times but I still had a good time trying to do that. I was happy to get that quest done. I was talking to my buddy who had purchased that player owned town, like I had mentioned a couple of episodes ago. His town is going in tomorrow, so I have a feeling we'll both be in the game and probably working on the town and trying to set some of that stuff up because tomorrow is patch day from what I hear from the game and release 24 will be out and his player owned town will be live, which we're both really looking forward to. All right, and then the other thing that I've been spending quite a bit of time with this past week is Fallout 4. I won't go into too much of Fallout 4. I'll try to be as spoiler-free as possible. I think I'm level 16, close to 17. I just joined the Brotherhood of Steel. I've actually done a lot of really good quests in picking up the T-60 armor. 
that I just got for joining the Brotherhood of Steel is pretty rocking, I must say. I am having a great time with Fallout 4. I can't seem to stop playing it. And probably once I'm done with the podcast, I will be going back in and playing that again some more. So I'm going to be talking about that probably for the next couple of podcasts. I'm going to try to keep it as spoiler-free as possible. I will say that I'm also spending quite a bit of time in Fallout 4 playing around with the Minecraft slash Sims mode is what I call it, and basically trying to create the different settlements, get supply lines going. I actually have my charisma up to six, and I've actually taken two of the leadership skills that let me do the supply lines and actually start creating the the merchant buildings that you can do, the stands, the merchant stands in the game. So I'm going to be creating those and crafting those probably this evening, once I get back into the game. But so far, I'm having a really good time with Fallout 4. I was really surprised. It started out a little slow for me, I will admit. And I wasn't too sure if I was going to get into it. But once I started getting into the story and started seeing the Brotherhood of Steel and a lot of the other, and and basically advancing the main storyline more and further, I it really sucked me in and I'm really having a really good time with it. So I'm hoping this will be unlike Mad Max in that I'm probably 25, 26 hours into the game and I'm hoping I don't hit any game crashing, game stopping bugs and that I can get and I can play this and continue to be bug free. So we'll see how that goes. I know that I've read online there are a couple of bugs that have caused some people to basically kind of hit a wall. So hopefully I can avoid those or they get patched very quickly. I've also done a few mods and downloaded a few mods for Fallout 4. I've done one where I have some enhanced blood, where there's some enhanced blood splatter because I just thought that was kind of cool. And then I had also downloaded a texture pack that actually kind of takes away a little bit of the haze and a little bit of the just the discoloring that the game kind of has over it and makes it just, just look a little sharper. And I really like both of those mods so far. And the game really seems to be running quite well on my PC with ultra settings and looks gorgeous. So that's it. Those are the games I played for the week, and a couple of the games I want to play right now. Well, one of the games I want to play, and I'm probably going to mention one game that I want to play that I've been just watching videos for, and I've mentioned this one before, and that's Project Cars. Besides several of the games behind me like Zaya and Pandemic that I still have yet to get to the table, but Project Cars is one. I've been talking that I had been really looking forward to a good car racing game for a while, and well... The crew kind of scratched that itch for just a couple of minutes. I definitely need something a little bit better and a little more in-depth. So I think probably maybe during the next Steam sale, I will be looking at Project Cars, and I may just pick it up on my PC so I can just have a really nice car racing game. So that's basically what I want to play now, besides any other board games, of course, that I can come across down at the game store. But hey, thanks for joining me this evening. I know this was maybe a little bit quicker of an episode, and I kind of ran through those games nice and quick. I'm going to try to play some of those games probably a couple of more times, so I can maybe go into some of the ones that I haven't talked in in depth before, like um, Tiny Epic Galaxies, um, Keyflower, a couple of the other games that I had played. I'm going to try to maybe get them to the table a couple more times down at the game store during my Thursday night board game group so I can actually talk about them a little bit more. But I playing so many games in a 24-hour period, it was all just kind of just a blur towards, towards the end. The last six to eight hours, I would say, were just kind of just a complete blur. But we did it, and we made a good, some good money, so I was glad that I did it, and I can't wait to do it again next year. So, hey, thanks for joining me this evening. As always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at whatimplayingnow. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. 
our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign, What I'm Playing Now podcast, and then, of course, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hey, thanks for joining me, everybody. Have a great week playing games, and as always, don't forget to let me know what you're playing now. I'll see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye.